1: and welcome to All About Acting. Um, I'm your, the co-host, uh, Jonathan Moody. Uh, the host of the show, Laura Team, will be calling in very shortly. She's um, running a bit late uh, from being on set, so she will be calling in. But uh, before she calls in, we've got a lovely, lovely guest who's been on my, my – I know she's been on Independent Corner, one of my old shows all for a a bunch of times. I think maybe four times at least, you know, if not more. Uh please welcome mm-hmm. Tina Grimm. How are you doing, Tina?
0: Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me again. It's been a little while, but I'm happy to be back.
1: I'm, I know it has been a while. because um, I actually stopped the independent quarter in two thousand sixteen, I wanna say. And then mm-hmm. I started again on another channel and then um mm-hmm. Uh next um I guess was it uh, sometime uh in October I think. So either I'm gonna bring it okay. on Podbean. I, have, I still haven't decided this and this is probably something that should have already been decided. But um <laughs> well, yeah, you know. either do it in the uh was it on the uh on Blog Talk Radio or on um my other uh on Podbean. But uh mm. we'll see. I haven't I haven't fully decided things yet because um I've got a little bit of time to figure this stuff out you know, as it goes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh and I'm very I procrastinate way too much. Um I'm sure most people can especially actors can kind of um feel me on that at times. Um
0: Oh yeah. But so uh, I think every creative is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a creative trait is uh procrastination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so, okay. So what um uh, first of all, um how like if um if you were to like introduce yourself to somebody about uh your acting career, how would how would you, Tina Graham, introduce yourself?
0: Oh gosh. Um nobody's ever asked me that one before, so that's a good one. Um <laughs> I just oh you caught me at a loss of words. I'm You know, just me, Tina Grimm, I've been doing this now for a decade, and, you know, I just trying to climb the ladder, just like everybody else, and hanging on when times get rough. I've started my acting career doing horror films back in Cleveland, Ohio, and then kind of branched out. I did a a drama, and then I worked in New York City on another drama, and came out here to L.A. and have been just chiseling away. So I'm definitely the struggling artist, but a lot of us are. It's a lot of hard work, um, but you just have to keep going for it because one of these days those doors will open. So I'm a very ambitious actor.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and let's, let's talk about that real quick because I just watched uh, some of it. I haven't finished. I'm going to finish it either tonight or tomorrow, depending on how late things go for me tonight. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I rented Joe's War, uh, which Ooh, everybody nice. can rent on Amazon. I thought you did a wonderful job uh, from what I've seen so far. Thank I don't you. Know, but I know I, – I'm pretty sure you're you're later, you know, but I've only got to uh, the part where he has the flashback during the job interview. So I mm-hmm. haven't gotten well, – yeah, and then the bar scene, I think, and, and stuff in the hockey, and then that's it. Like literally, that was it. Okay. He was leaving the hockey. So yeah, pipe you did <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like 15 minutes first, or something. And,
0: yes. Um. So I've got well, like
1: an hour you.
0: left of the movie. Now. Yeah. Well, thank you very yeah. much for for taking the time to rent that and watch it, and I encourage everybody out there to not just because I I acted and it was actually a, a really big role for me. I was the female lead in that. Um, but it's just a really great film bringing awareness to PTSD and what our veterans go through when they come back from war. Um, so definitely check it out. I do carry through the entire film, unlike a lot of the horror films that I've done in the past. Spoiler alert, I don't die, <laughs> which is nice.
1: <laughs> um, I do it's funny yeah, it's funny because I was talking to an actress who's in the horror um, world. I don't, I don't want to say or whatever, but they were like, "Oh, if you put me in that role, I'll be like the first movie I didn't die in," you know, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it, I can, I could It is a common thing, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah.
0: Um, well, it, it is, but that's the great thing about the horror genre, though. Too is it's. You know, as, as morbid as it may sound, it actually is fun to die on screen because there's so many different ways you can do it. Everybody's in good spirits and laughing and, you know, it's fake and it's just it's a lot of fun. I think I've been killed in so many different ways I couldn't
1: even tell you. <laughs> well, that's always fun, though, like uh, especially seeing your death because, you know, in real life you'll never, ever be able to see our death. And I think that yeah. is uh, – a morbid reason for people to to like the horror genre or at least like I like acting in the horror genre because they're able to play mm-hmm. out your play out your death so mm-hmm. um, but um, okay so uh, let, let's talk a little bit more about Joe's war because um, since I it's more fresh in my mind right now and everything sure um, it is it is a PTSD movie uh, it's a very mm-hmm. dramatic um, I was Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't surprised because considering the uh, subject matter, but I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, I was heavy-handed, um, and I liked it, like heavy, heavy uh, movie, and mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, was it, did, because there's, okay, so without really spoiling too much, though, because it happens in the early beginning of the movie, it's not like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. this is something that's like, news plot point, but there is a point where uh, he's like frustrated and everything and he just can't get over the war and everything. You guys have your I don't know if it's like a up or you know, fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, was it is it hard to get into that like frame of mind? Like what do you do as an actor when you want to get into like a very dramatic place where you're like going to be yelling at somebody or you're going to be freaking out? Um, because a lot of a lot of people who are not actors may not realize, kind of like it, it's you know you have some time to set up the the shot. They have to light the light the scene. They have to put the mm-hmm. camera over the shoulder or something. So there's a lot of time where you know there's some space. What do you do in that time and space? Do you kind of just go into your own world, or do you kind of let like it do something to help you to get angry? Or, or what do you do?
0: Yeah, what I do, and it's it's different for every actor, um, I use one of the common acting techniques that's substitution. So what you do is you pull something from your real-life experience, um, and you kind of trick yourself into putting that person or experience into what you have to act into. Um, so for that specific scene, you know, when we had the big blow up and the big fight, I actually thought back to a relationship that I was in, in real life, um, just to kind of pull a lot of that frustration um, and that anger. And so when I stepped in front of the camera to do the scene, I was actually envisioning as as silly as it may sound, um, instead of actually seeing Mike, my co-star, I would see, I won't say his name, but see somebody else um, just to really get into that moment. Now with like downtime, with them like setting up the shots and the lighting and stuff, we're able to step off set um, and usually somebody will come in and and get us when they're ready for the shot. And I kind of just sit in a corner. I know a lot of people will do other stuff and, and read books or you know play with their phones or what have you but for me especially in a very intense scene like that I will kind of drift away away from the noise and just kind of just sit and replay that moment over and over and over in my head a lot of times they call us actors you know we're we're living in our own madness and essentially kind of you are because you're 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 playing with your emotions and you're tricking yourself to pull as real of an act out as you possibly can to portray that um so for that scene, when we get into the fight, I would literally sit in the corner, kind of like a kid in time out, and just be really down. And sometimes people would see me and they would like, Christina, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Now, I wouldn't call myself a method actor by any means, but I do try to get into that moment psychologically. So when I'm ready, I'm like, okay, this is the person that I'm going to be confronting. It's not actually the actor per se. If you get what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> hmm Yeah, definitely. That's a that's a great way to great way to look at it. Um, Laura just called in, so let me bring okay. her into this discussion. Sure. Uh, Laura, yeah. uh, just be on.
2: Hey, can you guys hear me?
1: Yeah. Yep. We can hear you.
2: Oh, okay, perfect. How are you guys doing this evening? <laughs> good. Great.
1: Thank
2: you. How are you? I am good. I. I'm shooting a feature this week, and I don't know if John has mentioned it before I called in, but I literally just finished um, for the day on our I, our second day of filming. We, we literally just started filming. We're going for 12 days. So it's a long process, nice. but, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I finished at the space, and I, I drove back and got in and grabbed a snack, and I'm calling in and talking to you guys. This is great.
0: <laughs> That's
1: awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you guys. It's great you're a... able to
1: do that, uh, Laura. Because I wasn't even sure if you're going to be able to make it today. Because I was like, Oh crap, she's going to be on a shoot. I don't even know if you're going to be shooting at that time or not.
2: Yeah. You know. Well, we started We start our call time. Um, basically, for all the days is six in the morning. So we start wow. early. So then um, we end early. Um, kind of thing, and um, we're, the the first few days, we were in Joshua Tree, and then now, mm. these these next uh, 12 days are in a soundstage in Burbank, so we have, oh. we're using the um, film set from, uh, I'm drawing a blank here, uh, from Serenity, have you ever seen that film, Serenity, your okay. firefly, the show? Wow, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're using that actual set and we, like, reconfigured it a little bit to our needs and our film and what we're doing. And um, everyone's been so nice and letting us use that, that set and um, all that stuff. So it's been such a really fantastic process. And um, to kind of be on a set of a show that I really enjoyed watching growing up and kind of walking around in that environment, and it, it really... Um, speaking of, because I, I kind of heard your last little thing about um, kind of feeling the character and being the character, not fully method, but kind of like being in the moment. And one thing mm-hmm. about, you know, being an actor and finding that set and being on that set is it helps you get through that, and it helps you see that mm-hmm. and do all those things. And that's that's one thing that I really enjoy about actually having the opportunity to be on a professional soundstage and be in that environment
0: pretty cool. It's such a, yeah, it's such a wonderful, amazing experience. It's such a great feeling. Yeah. Um,
1: Tina, yeah, you were you were on a um, pilot once that um, I think, was it John Turtletop worked on or something? Um, and you were telling me before about the set was pretty awesome too, right? If I'm correct? Yeah. I... Yeah, I've
0: been on um, it was actually the um, the Orville with uh, Seth MacFarlane, was was oh, with wow. the pilot yeah. episode of that one at Fox. Um, this set was massive, <laughs> and it was incredible. Um, but and I didn't think one would actually beat that. But I worked three months on Captain Marvel um, back in April, and the sets that they did for that was just—I was a kid in a candy store. I mean, I'm a huge sci-fi comic nerd to begin with, and just to be on something that's that big is uh, I had to like pinch myself every day. <laughs>
1: I, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought it was the Orville, but I wasn't sure. And I know um, like just you talking about that, like, cause she's on a um, space, you know, movie. Is it a movie um, or is it a TV show?
2: Uh, what I'm working on right now? Yes. It's a it's a full it's a feature film.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. So you're on a feature yeah. sci-fi film, and you yeah. know those sets are pretty cool. But you mm-hmm. know, also being on a on a TV show, like especially if it were continuous, you know that would be mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like, kind of a cool oh yeah situation. I mean, that's
2: like, absolutely, I feel like nowadays yeah. um, with all the saturation going on with films, the best that for actors is to be on a television show. One mm-hmm. because of the consistency, but two because you do you can gain that um, growth as a character through that. You know what I mean? And um, mm-hmm. kind of feeling that vibe. And so it's very rare, you know, when you get when you get those projects and when you get those shows, it's kind of like you really want to hold on to it. But also you never know what the writers are going to do either. You know, because mm-hmm. if people nowadays it's like if people really love you. They're gonna kill you off, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. They want to be really safe. extreme, you know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so that, those things, I don't really want people a... to love me that much, but I want them to like me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm just gonna do an okay job,
1: <laughs> right? Because like, oh, it, it, it to go back to Firefly, um, or Serenity, they they killed off like a bunch of people, you know, or whatever, three, I think three people at least that were um, the big integral part of the show. Um, you know, I know like, um, and, and it shocked people, you know, when they saw it, you know, because, right. and, and devastated them, you know, and I bet it devastated mm-hmm. the people who had to go and look and say, oh man, I got to die. I'm not going to be back for like the sequel, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But
1: but then it goes yeah. to like it it's the reason as like writers write that is for people to go, Oh crap, they killed off these people. Anybody can die, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you don't know who's yeah. next. Yeah, it's the shock no, factor I,
0: that really draws audiences in. Exactly. Yeah, it keeps them
1: keeps them going. It keeps them mm-hmm. guessing. Exactly. Yeah. So Laura, exactly. do you have any uh questions to start off with for Tina since uh, um, I know we wanted I, I wanted to wait till you were here to get into the SAG questions because um, you know uh, uh, Laura wants to just we, we've been talking about wanting to talk about SAG um, mm-hmm. on the show and stuff—and I don't think we've done that yet so that was one of the right. things we were interested in doing and I was like right. oh, perfect because Tina is in SAG and she's, well, you've been a SAG member for how many years? Four years now. Four years now. So mm-hmm. um, wonderful. So uh, let's uh, let's do. Uh, do you have any questions right now, uh, Laura? Well, I
2: you know I was wanted to get into the whole um, uh, what I don't know. I just <laughs> I have I just am lost about this whole thing because I. Okay, so long story short, um, I am officially, I've been holding back with joining the union because, you know, we hear crazy stories, like, on and off, like, bad,
0: good,
1: mm-hmm.
2: on both ways, and, um, and every time, you know, I, I'm like, okay, you know, um, I'm ready, I'm going to do it, and I, this project that I'm working on, this will be my second, um, my third SAG feature, actually, where I'm a lead in. And um mm-hmm. this one they're actually, you know, they're doing all the the you know, everything right and the paperwork right where I can like you know, I I've saved up my money, I can join immediately, all these things and um it's one of those things where, you know, I get to those moments where I, I can join and then all of these questions start popping up, like all these people start telling me, No, don't don't join SAG right now. Like every you know, it's just so difficult, it's hard to get jobs but Here's my here's my question, when mm-hmm. you're somebody um, like um, where, me and you are very similar, where I, I'm I, I I I've done a little bit of your background where you have done did a lot of work um, non-union and SAG now because you're SAG um, mm-hmm. is it, like with me um, I've done so many films now non-union that are um, you know in the horror industry kind of fairly. Um, being talked about and being seen and things like that. And it isn't like I I look at back at my scenes and I'm like, okay, they're good, they're decent. So I'm like, okay, I have have a decent reel, I have decent projects, I have decent work, I have a theater background, um, I toured, uh, traveled and done, done all those things. So I have a really big resume. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, is it, when it comes to SAG, is it better mm-hmm. to have that pre, you know, that pre-reel, that pre-resume, all those things that, I've been working on because that's one of the things I've people have told me they're like, don't join SAG if you haven't really done anything. Like if you, you know, you do all the background work and then you join, it's like, okay, of course it's going to be hard to get those major mm-hmm. roles, those paying roles. And so right. I guess my official question would be, is, um, I guess the, the truth within that, like it, is, when is a good time to join SAG and would it be a good time for me to join now um, in my situation um uh with having all these things already out and um being seen and on Hulu and on Netflix and all this stuff um so yeah, I don't know just uh just tell me your process and what works for you and what you think and and uh maybe if you've done if you wanted to do anything differently with yourself or things like that and it might it might help me and me and Jonathan can kind of ask questions as we go, and this is good for people listening because Oh I know a lot of people are really struggling with this decision.
0: Yeah, it, it's a it's a common battle like do I join Sag or do I not join Sag? And and listening to what you've been saying, it it's funny because it's almost exactly like what I did. I I knew I wanted to be an actor. I I knew Sag is to join is just a ridiculous amount of money, and so I would set money aside and save. And so when I was eligible, I was just able to write that check and make that payment and be done with it. As hurtful as it was to say goodbye to three grand, it, it was there. I didn't have to worry about it. Um, but I did. I was in the business for six years before I did end up joining. So the same thing, I was on a lot of features, um, been in a lot of films that went to different film festivals, got recognition, built up a semi-decent acting reel um, that's completely outdated now. But at the time, you know, it was good. My resume was really, really big. Um, Right. And, and, and yeah, I was at the crossroads, too. I didn't know what to do because so many people were telling me the same thing. Don't do it. You're not going to get any work. um, You're going to have to start from the bottom. It's not worth it, blah, blah, blah but then I started talking to some of my other actor friends who were actually being very successful in the business. Now, not your average, I'm going to flip on the channel and see you and know who you are success, but they were able to pay their bills and continue to climb up that ladder in a very positive manner. Um, And they told me, they're like, you have to look at it as what do I really want to do for my career? Do I genuinely seriously want to pursue acting as my lifelong career? And I'm like, yeah. And they said, if that's truly your passion and what you want to do, then definitely join SAG because anything big that you want to get to expand your horizons and to take that final step up is a union project. Now, a lot of commercials, there's this big thing going on now in the union that's been going on for months about how a lot of commercials have gone to non-union because it's cheaper, and they're really fighting on that and getting things back to SAG. Um, But my suggestion would definitely be if this is truly what you want to do, then take that leap of faith and join. Um, Work is going to subside. It's actually been a while since I've done anything of – big substance I've usually been doing behind the camera stuff just to keep my my union um, pension and stuff like that going Um, yeah so so you know it is tough and it is hard because you know I can't just jump on an indie film because the majority of them are non-union because I mean I could do it I know a lot of people that do do it but then you're taking a gamble of getting penalized getting kicked out of the union. And why jeopardize something that you've worked so hard for just to get some screen time? Um, Right. So it's worth it. Um, It it will be a struggle and there will be days um, where you're like, oh, come on. I've gone on all these auditions and nothing's fighting. But it's the same when you're not in the union, though. Um, Yeah. And I just think that it it makes you work harder um, to really fight for what you want um, so definitely, uh, yeah, definitely do it.
2: Yeah. And I think also, um, and thank you for that. And I want, You're and awesome. I also want to, um, put in there, like, um, I, I also have been, you know, doing all my research and asking a bunch of people that I know, and they do say it does help also if you have people like, um, agents and managers that, Will fight for you too once you join. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a person I was talking to last night um, about this specifically. Is um, you know she was like, yeah, you know, I kind of the same thing. She was scared or whatever. But her agent, and this is happening to me now. My I have an agent in Canada, and, and uh, she has told me she's like, you know. I I see potential in you and I can't do much for you right now. I'm getting all these union gigs sent to me and I can't mm-hmm. send for you because you're not SAG yet. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, once you do to make that transition, let me know and I'll push for you. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can join SAG, sure, but it probably helps you out even more if you had somebody that's like pushing for you and your union because that just is mm-hmm. the double, you know. And it's like it gets you, yeah. oh, okay, well, um, she's union, she's tag, and this push, this person is backing her. Hmm, she might some be somewhat good. Okay, I'll look at her real, Okay, I'll look at, you know, it gets people talking at least, and I think that's mm-hmm. the goal for any performers. Like you, at least want people talking about you, reaching out and wanting to see more of your work. So, and- in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I got, I got a good background. And Jonathan, you, like, he's been great, and he's been so helpful with me as well and so supportive of me, and um, we're, like, been, been a good team here. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what you need. You know, you need teams. You need people, like, mm-hmm. you know, good group where we are like, fuck it, let's just let's fight for this and make it happen. And, and, and mm-hmm. me and Jonathan have been so back and forth together because it's like my decision is also his decision. And because uh, we're yeah. doing this kind of like a group, a couple things, 'Cause um, you know, um, Jonathan's helping manage me and uh mm-hmm. and I'm like, All right, well let's let's uh let's try to make that decision um a good decision together and let's just go for it and and so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, all, any information is helpful. Like <laughs> and, and to everyone yeah. listening um to anyone listening, is it's exactly that, like um what she was saying, you know, you have to be ready for the fight and if you're not doing the fight, the audition fight, quote unquote. Um, now being non-union, then you're not ready for the SAG. Like, I, mm-hmm. I will say to people out there, I'm auditioning or sending in for auditions almost every night. And it, it's a job. You know, yeah, I have to pay my bills, but, like, every night I make sure I'm doing some sort of like either sending in, sending my stuff in to people, or I I've gotten called back and I'm sending in video auditions and it's at mm-hmm. least a couple times a week now and it, every night I'm sending things in, I'm posting things in and and you if you're not doing that now as a non-union member then you're definitely not ready for SAG because for SAG you definitely have to do that otherwise you're not you're probably like um, like you were saying Tina it's, it's, you're not gonna get that. Those those auditions. If you don't put mm-hmm. put the grind in, you're not going to yep, get that, that work.
0: Yeah, it, it's always a constant <laughs> so, hustle. I mean, it really is, and I can't tell you how many people that I've I've been on sets with too that have asked, you know, the obligatory question of SAG or no SAG, and then they have yeah. no idea what they even need to do to become SAG, but they're so set on being in the union. And, and yeah. for me, it's. I always bring up the question, well, is this really what you want to do for your lifelong career? Because if it's not, it's not worth the dedication. It's not worth the financial, um, you you know, the finances that you have to put into it. It's just, it's not worth it if your heart's not in it. Because there are still, there's so many people out there that think, okay, I'm going to go sag, and I'm going to, I'm going to get on a Netflix show, or I'm going to be, you know the next leading lady in a comic book movie, or and it's it it it's not that way. I mean, you're going to join the union, and there are a few that will get lucky and get that part that will launch them out there. But a lot of times, that that grind is just going to keep going and going and going. And then, yes, eventually that door will open. Statistically, it will happen if you just keep grinding for it. Yeah, for sure, absolutely.
2: Very well said. Yeah, because I, I also, you know, it, it's one of those things, like, I'm sure we all know, you know, or have been friends or have an acquaintance that was that lucky one. Like, I have a few uh, acquaintances of mine from college that were those lucky ones. And um, uh, shout out to um, Katrina Cunningham, a college student um, that I was in class with. Um, she's on the Deuce now, recurring role. And she was recently chatting about how, you know, she said it was the shortest audition of her life. She went in Mm and she literally said two lines. And uh, it was one of those things where it was like, now she's um, playing James Franco's wife in the deuce, his character. And it was one of those things where it just clicked. And she also kind of like knew people too that helped Mm -hmm. kind of like talk, talk, you know, talk her up and, and say, you know, she's a hard worker and that's that and the other. So it's very much like also like your, you like rapport, like who you're working mm-hmm. with, how you're working, if you're doing a good job, all these things amount to when you join and how, and, and who, cause they're going to, people ask around. It's definitely, mm-hmm. it's like any other job, you know, it's, mm-hmm.
0: it's they're
2: going to find out information. So you better be <laughs> doing <it> your stuff. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, mm-hmm. so,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so when you jo- when uh, did you join, how long have you been
0: a part of the union? Yeah. Um, for, for four years, I actually, when I, I've, I've been in L.A. now for four and a half years, and I told myself okay. when I made the move from Cleveland to California, that would then, I gave myself annual goals, and I said, for the, the first year, I want to get an agent, and I want to become sex. Um, and I was setting the bar pretty high, but I'd rather overshoot than undershoot to really give myself something to work for. And after six months I got both, I got an agent and I was able to join the union. Um, and I've since switched agents and I'm now looking for another one, but that's a never ending cycle of finding the right fit. (laughs) Yeah, Um, exactly. But Yeah. yeah, I, and I, um, I was able to join um, and it was like going back to what you said about just like word of mouth and talking to people because that's so important, especially in this business um, yeah. because a lot of times you don't even need um, to, to file through castings or what have you. A lot of times you'll know somebody who knows somebody and like, Hey, you know, I got this project going on and I think you'd be a great fit. And you know, it just kind of all trickles down. And that kind of happened for me when I wanted to join the union. Uh, My neighbor had, uh, his brother was an actor, and we were talking, and I told him that i have been wanting to do this and was ready to join SAG, but didn't quite able to get eligible yet, and he was like, oh, well, my friend has a web series. Let me talk to her. We'll get you on it, and you get tapped Hartley. And I heard all the time about, you know, people getting lucky and doing that, and So that's kind of how my story went um, to to join the union. But as soon as that paperwork went through, I went straight down to the SAG office, um, filled out my paperwork, wrote that $3,000 check, and waited to get my card in the mail.
2: Yeah.
0: And it it was just such an amazing feeling, too, when that card came in the mail. It took a few weeks. Um, I mean, it, it took a good, say, month or so to actually get the paperwork to be able to take down to the SAG office. Uh, yeah. But it only took like a couple of weeks to get my card, but it just, it was such an accomplishment um, because I worked so hard for it, even though it was kind of a crapshoot on um, being, being able to become eligible. I had worked six years prior to that, busting my butt, yeah. you know, doing all of that. And then finally the glorious moment, like, oh my gosh, I got this. It's so, it's, it's totally worth it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I feel like um, that's kind of like where I'm at now. Where, you know, it when it when I get all this stuff done, I'm like, okay, well, you know, because it, it is that fight. I've been fighting battle for like a few years now, whether or not to join. I'm like, I feel like it'll be that moment for me. Like when I do it, it will probably feel right, and I'll probably be like, oh yeah, I should have done mm-hmm. this a while ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things where you you always want to do your triple check. You know your credible mm-hmm. and, checks, and I have been um been able to work with great people here in Los Angeles and san francisco um because of it you know because of those decisions mm-hmm. and you know and and uh yeah i i uh yeah you never you never know it's like it's like you said it's like you meet people too you you might meet someone that they you know, more and more people I'm meeting now are production people they're like. Mm -hmm. They ask me, they're like, are you union? Are you union yet? Like, like, I could totally get you on, but you you have to be union. I'm like, uh. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things. Like, You never know. It's like you just want to be ready because, yeah, you do want those union gigs. Because Mm -hmm. those union gigs obviously are higher quality, higher budget, higher everything. So, Mm -hmm.
0: you know, yeah. Well, and and another thing, too.
1: What was
0: that? Oh, no, go no, ahead. Go, yeah. ahead. Don't, go ahead. Go ahead, Oh, okay, sorry. I, thought, I didn't mean to overstep anybody. Uh, but what I was going to say is is another thing. Um, there will come a point, too, that if you don't join but you keep working union projects that eventually, and I don't know the number or the time frame, but you'll get a letter in the mail that says that you're must-join. Um and yeah. then at that point you'll have to join because if you keep working unions and you're non union, um the production will get fined and there's a bunch of other other stuff too. So it's kinda like, well, if I'm at that point where, you know, I kinda have to join anyway or you know, I I wanna join, but I could play it out a little bit until I have to join, it's like why prolong it? If if it's something that you know that you deep down inside wanna do, don't procrastinate on it and just just do it. Like I said, take that yeah. leap yeah. and just go with it. Especially if yeah. I've I um, saved up the money for the dues. It's worth oh, it. Oh yeah,
2: I've been saving up forever. Like it's been yeah. a, it's been a nightmare. <laughs> but like the past, like it took it's taking me two years to save up the the three grand. Because obviously I I needed to save up more than that. You know to mm-hmm. survive. But um, but yeah, I, you know, and a lot of people don't realize how much it really is, but. You know, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I asked my boyfriend because he's in like the actual like electricians union, and he mm-hmm. said no, it's the same. He's like, we pay three thousand, we pay three thousand a year, every year, mm-hmm. to to be in the union. But because they're in they're in the union, they get all these benefits, and they get mm-hmm. you know this, that, and the other, and it all goes hand in hand. You know, you're you're paying yeah. mm-hmm. to make sure you're treated okay, and that's the whole point.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, well it's I to mention. Oh,
0: I'll go so ahead, I, Tina. Oh, I was just going to say that in comparison to like the Actors Guild, with we will like you pay the three grand and you're done, which I'm sure you already know. And then you just have to pay your quarterly dues, which I think is like, yeah. can't remember if it's two or three times a year. And then that's just an average. It's like an average of what you work. I forget what the percentage is. Mine usually is about a couple hundred bucks every few months which isn't bad yeah
1: okay well that's Um, good what I wanted to say was like with uh with the union from what I can understand because I'm not you know I'm not part of the union or anything but what I've kind of understood is like when you're on a set for a union film and you're a union um member you get Mm -hmm. uh, a lot more stuff that a non-union member would get like um uh they have to pay you a certain amount. They have to mm-hmm. uh you know, you have to get um uh like I believe um per diems you have to get all these certain things that uh me as a as, as a uh filmmaker and producer if I went and I and, and I you know I did SAG um this is, you know, I acted in a in a SAG movie which was um uh Plan nine, uh the remake to Plan Nine from outer space. And I was just a mm-hmm. uh, zombie or whatever, and I got nothing. I didn't get paid, didn't get nothing, you know, right? But I'm mm-hmm. sure, like, the people that were SAG members that were on that set got paid with, you know, all the all the great things that they needed to get paid because otherwise uh, the, the producers get fined, you know, and, mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And if they're taking care of the right way, you know, or those SAG members are not taking care of the right way, I mean, SAG can be called. I mean, we we know this from a lot of you know a lot of stories of people getting their uh you know movies or tv shows or whatever shut down when they don't you know buy by the union rules mm-hmm. so, Yep, i yeah, totally agree that it's worth it if you want to if you want to get like you know kind of respected more as an you know as a professional however it mm-hmm. also you know being on a sad projects sometimes can get you know, things can get pretty crazy if uh if something goes too long or, you know, like a set goes too long or things aren't aren't met up to the standards of the union.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I've never been on a project that has been horribly bad. Um I was on a a Nick Cannon show one time where I could have been the person to call a SAG rep to complain. It's just, there was so much things that they were trying to to sweep under the rug just with where we had to park. Um, And then our shuttles were literally pickup trucks and it was, it blew my mind. I'd never been on a union project that was that for lack of better words, ghetto, Um, (laughs) but everything worked out and it was fine. Um, But as for like, working long days for me it's like bring it because our overtime is awesome (laughs) which is really great um the longer you stay the more money you make um which is you know for any job but being in the union it's, it's definitely after 10 hours it's double pay um yeah yeah double an hour um which is great and you know just also like the health benefits um are really good too. Once you qualify for that, they have really great insurance. And then your, your pension, um, is good when it, when it accumulates and retirement and all that stuff. It's just, it's, it's worth it. I mean, that, that three grand, not only gets you that card that's like, Hey, I'm a professional now, but it, it really does, you know, protect you on a lot of things and you can go down to the SAG office if you, or even call them on the phone. They're always there to help you. Like, if you have a contract and you don't quite understand it and you don't really want to call production because you don't want to question um, something for them and make it, you know, kind of feel bad, um, you yeah. can just call SAG and be like, hey, you know, I just want to run this by you to make sure that it's legit or I'm not getting shorthanded or, or anything like that. And there's, and it, it's great. It, it really is great.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So you've been, you've been, you feel like, have you been, getting stuff that you're happy with since you joined and, and things like that do you feel like you are progressing and, and doing things you've been wanting to do
0: I do um, things have kind of slowed down for me a little bit just because the cost of living in LA is insane and I am I have a daughter um, so I'm a single parent I mean I'm recently, I've been engaged for two years so I do have somebody to help now which is nice um, but he's also a fellow single parent so it's been tough. I've kind of had to put some things on the back burner um, only because I have to survive, but I definitely um, have progressed for sure. Um, One thing that I am lacking though is a good team Um, because like you mentioned, you have a bunch of people in your corner that support you um, and are willing to, to help get you out there. And I haven't quite found that fit yet for me yeah um but I think that once I do things will definitely progress a lot faster yeah. um, but i'm I'm still happy being out here I'm, you know I'm still doing it and doing what I can and still climbing that ladder, yeah, yeah, that's great,
2: and I wish you all the best.
1: <laughs> and if, Thank you. And,
2: and if anything ever, if I join SAG, and if anything does open up for me, and they say, "Hey, we're looking for," um, if you're still blonde, I'd be like, if they're looking for <laughs> a tall blonde beautiful female, I'd be like, "Yep, I know the exact girl." That's, that's
0: awesome. It. I appreciate <laughs> and that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and and well, likewise, same here. Because you know, it, 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 I truly believe in in artists helping artists. I do. Um, you know we're all in this crazy adventure together, and you know I just I love working together with good people and helping everyone elevate to the next level. Yeah, for sure.
2: I'm all about that. It's one of those things where I do get a little like um, let down when uh, I see people that were once I was really close to once and and they kind of you know thought they may have gotten like a better job than me, so then they're better than me, and then they move on, and then, like, they have this weird attitude that they're better than everyone else, so they have, like, all these new friends that apparently are better friends, you know, like, mm-hmm. I was part of that, like, it's like, you know, that, that a lot of my friends were that, and, it, it, and it's kind of like, oh, I would never do that, like, I don't think I would ever, and I always tell my friends nowadays, and my boyfriend, I tell them, I'm like, if I ever get that way, please slap me in the face
1: mm-hmm. and wake me
2: up. You know, because I always want to be that person that like just tries to pull everyone in. You know, and mm-hmm. if I'm not doing that, then then what is living? You know, what is life? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like we want to do what we love. We want to do all this hard stuff. We want to get through the hard shit, but we also want to make sure we keep our our friends and our families close and um, have mm-hmm. that there and that balance. So it's, it's one of those things to keep that balance.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah,
2: I, now I, that I know, know you're in LA, I'm like, okay, cool. Connection. Hang yeah. out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you said you're going to be shooting in Burbank because I live in Burbank. <laughs>
2: oh, nice. Perfect.
0: Well, yeah. if, you ever, if you
2: want to hang out this week and grab a coffee or something, get a hold of me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I I'm so to take you up on that.
1: I, <laughs> be I jealous, know both Jonathan. Of you and, I know both of you. I've known I've known Tina for years. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. like, how long has it been like five, four years, something like uh, that. It's been longer Maybe than longer? that
0: because I've been in I've been, been in L.A. for four and a half years, so it's been yeah. I
1: knew you before then. You know, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. So it's been a long time, Jeez. So yeah, you know, I've known Tina for a long time, and um, yeah, uh, we've never met you know, just like I've never been to Laura. So I'm like, uh, I, I'm like, whenever I go to LA, I'm going to like have like a million people to go see. Um, <laughs> uh, and I introduced Laura to all my, to all my friends who have, have had on my, um, show that were out there like Jackie and, um, mm-hmm. uh, Morgan, uh, who, uh, Tina knows too, because of the indie or the independent corner, uh, show, mm-hmm. um, so it it's really great that I'm able to like you know have the connection with all these awesome people, but unfortunately, I live out here, so in Virginia, mm-hmm. so it really does not do me any good for, for that like I need to eventually one day move out there so I can at least be with all my peeps yeah and, uh, right <laughs> continually work that'll be great, yeah. You know. Yes.
2: You need to come out here. Well, you know, one of one of these days, Jonathan, you will. I mean, look, you know, all these people. You're just going to have all these friends as soon as you move out here. It's insane.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> so, you're you you're going to be
2: so popular. Everyone's going to want to hang out with you. You're going to be so busy. We'll
1: do some work. We'll actually get <laughs> – because uh, Tina and I were going to write uh, something together that we were working on before. I don't know if we ever yeah. – we finished draft of it which was uh, man cave uh the pilot for yes. it and um and so we're supposed to work eventually on that but uh i have not been you know i've been concentrating on doing all my horror stuff right now and eventually i want to get back to doing that comedy because that would be a lot of fun um
2: well Jonathan, you know, i'd like to make a statement there you know all of us aren't getting any younger <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out. That's just, I, I always tell myself that whenever, like, you know, um, I always tell myself, oh, I'll do that later. I'm like, well, hmm, how much later? Because I'm not getting any younger. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Pretty I'll have know. to, like, there's other parts to other people, you know, just because we're just not right. going to be the same age. Or maybe <laughs> make the characters older, you know, to make it work. Um, yeah. Well, and it's um,
0: funny because I was actually thinking about that very same thing today. Because um, I think you remember the the rom com that I wrote, Story of a Girl, Jonathan. Yeah,
1: yeah. I
0: think you. I yeah, I, I was just um, that resurfaced today, and I'm thinking, oh dear God, I wrote this thing, but it's like I gotta really push through because if I wait any longer, I'm not even gonna be able to plan this character, or. <laughs> You know, it's kind of a situation where I can't really age the characters because of the context of the story. So right. it's like, damn it. <laughs> Dan, you know, yeah, I rewrite the
1: story. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. I recently, uh. my agent recently got me a gig uh, uh, from Canada. She got me a gig in San Francisco last week, and uh, it was to be a part of a an English book, you know, to learn the English language for mm-hmm. uh, China. This guy wrote this book, okay? And so I, they have these videos that come with the book, and there's, there's girls that are like, or I guess girls because I was the girl, that would tell the story in English
1: that they're mm-hmm. learning,
2: right? So they, lear- they hear, hear the sound of the words. And uh, so she got me this gig, and, and uh, so I'm supposed to be like kind of late high school um early college like young college and, and that's usually everything i get hired for which is kind of funny in the professional world and um mm-hmm. and i've already graduated from college so i'm obviously older than that but it's funny cuz he called me to talk with me it was a direct booking and he and he, um, he goes oh let's skype um uh let's skype and we can chat and rehearse the lines and and he goes yeah i, I you know i i needed a girl that um is in is in the high school and you know like freshman in college and um your agent said that you know uh you're in your mid-20s and I looked at your photo and I was like oh she's not here in her mid-20s she'll definitely work <laughs> you know like you know, like old like you know senior in high school freshman in college I'm like okay well that's you know that's good I made a joke I, I go well in a few years that may not work anymore, you know, like, I'm going to be a spoon, yeah. you know, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to <laughs> up and die, Yeah, you know? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go from playing, like, the 20s to, like, the 40s, like, there's not going to be an in-between, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so, I, I made the joke, I was like, hey, I'll take it, if you're putting me in high school, I'll take the gigs, because those, mm-hmm. those are, are, aren't going to last me much longer, I have maybe, like, a couple more years left of of high school and freshman and college roles, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to keep wearing my mask at night, like tighten my face yeah. up. <laughs>
1: I remember, I remember, I wrote a uh, a movie script, or a, well, I started writing it, and then another friend came in and rewrote it, and then or not rewrote it, but like helped write it, and then co-wrote it with me, and then I asked her to be the director of it. And um the biggest stipulation was that I was gonna play one of the characters and it that's in college and she ended up casting somebody else without telling me, of course.
0: Mm. And
1: so I was like frustrated, like what the hell? Yeah. And her biggest of course, thing was yeah. like Jonathan, you're you're in your thirties. You're not gonna be able to play uh, you know, a uh a you know, twenty year old anymore. And I was upset. I was like I was like, Are you saying that I can't well, play like I'm in my like, people are telling me, you know, that I, I look like I'm 25, and now you're telling me that I look my age, you know, right? I got all approached yeah. in that, but. Well, well like, and that's weird I because. Really another, that mad.
2: Well, another friend of mine, not really friend, again, acquaintance from, from college, he got the lead role in The Magician on Sci Fi. He oh, nice. was a so few bad. years, uh, he was obviously like a senior when I was a freshman or something like that, but he was already older than me. And so when I saw the the magicians, his role really, you know, in college, right, they get accepted into this magician college. So he's mm-hmm. supposed to be playing maybe maybe the oldest at the start of the show, nineteen, twenty years old. Well, mm-hmm. I've watched the show and I look at his face and I'm like, wait a minute, that's so and so da I you know, I I was like, how is he playing because, in you know, he's like thirty at the time the show came out. You know? And mm-hmm. there's a lot of shows out there that do that. So it's it's interesting that this girl did that to you, Jonathan, because honestly it's so funny because I find in the indie film world they don't they don't get that. Like they're like, Oh, you're in your thirties so you can't play I was like, Do you realize that people in the like universe of like, you know, major motion pictures or shows they hire older people because they know what the fuck they're doing and they're not messing Mm -hmm. around on set. Like they'd rather hire the 30 year old if they look, if they can look somewhat, you know, 20 versus the 20 year old, because the 20 year old is going to get drunk and not show up on time. And, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's going to go to their head and they're going to get a big ego. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's I don't know. I'm
0: fighting for you, Jonathan. <laughs> well and, and a lot of people forget like the entire cast of nine oh two one oh and I'm totally dating myself but um they they're all were like in their what mid to late twenties and they played high
1: schoolers. So uh, I think a lot of the people vampire slayer. People... You know, yeah. they were uh, in their like, by late by the late Bell
2: Saved by the bell was another one. Yeah.
1: So, oh, and, I mean, and, they were... and, and that's uh, ahead, or or yeah. a vampire dyer. Any, any I guess vampire dyer oh, because most of them are vampires.
2: But, Wait, but still, um, like, you have Ian Summerholder, who was like 35, pretending yeah. like he's a non aged 19 year old. I mean, maybe 19 year old dude. 22. Maybe. Right. But you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you. Uh-huh. So, guy, this is why a lot of people, and this is going to go for. You know, when I, if I have kids and you already have kids so this is good mm-hmm. for your children, um, is where they're going to watch these shows and they're going to go, oh, especially men. They're going to watch this show and they're going to go, I have to have a beard in high school? I have to have pecs and chest hair in high school? No, that is not real. That guy is 30 mm-hmm. years old. You know? yeah. <laughs> Nobody in high school has like chest hair and like beard down to their fucking nipples you know <laughs> <laughs> no but that's just the film <laughs> like, yeah. you know but people people are watching that and they're re- and even females too they're like oh my gosh like she's well endowed she looks beautiful and i gosh the the way girl they make girls look in high school mm-hmm. nowadays on oh, shows I, know. I i don't even look like that now and that's why i think <laughs> people look at think i'm really young because you know, I don't, I don't put that much makeup on. I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. natural. My hair is natural. My eyebrows are natural. Like, so I, I still look like a kid compared to these girls that are, that everything's fake. You know, they mm-hmm. put, the, they, they put the thick makeup on. They put the eyelashes on. You know, and it's so funny because like I teach um, dance part time, and this one girl walked, not one girl, I'd say all of them one time. This, at this place I was teaching at, I won't name the name, but they all these girls look in, they all have hair extensions, fake nails, eyelashes, full makeup in dance class. And I'm like, girl, do you realize you're about to sweat all that off? Like, why are you coming to class fully done up? And it's so funny because it's the shows they're watching. They think yep. they need to look that way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, when, when we were kids, it was uh, Boy Meets World. And, you know everything was more kid like in nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not like that anymore. No,
1: it's not. No, no. <laughs> and that, but that's you know that's the thing. That's kind of a, I mean an interesting. I, and I like your your thought on it, Laura. Where it is because or was it Tina? You know, I'm I'm trying to remember who said it exactly, but that is the 20 year old. Uh, is going to mess up and and get drunk on that or whatever or or not show up on time be like a recluse but the thirty year old actually knows you know you know is more adult and and will be there mm-hmm. on time and'll treat this professionally yeah. and it just you know that's why i mean uh since this is uh almost october and everything and and Halloween but like movie horror films of like the nineties and everything like like fake scream. For instance, um, I mean, how old was Neb Campbell playing a high schooler? You know? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy, you know? Yeah. But yeah. That, that's the way it is in Hollywood. And then indie films are like, and and it's not just my friend who said that, but, like, a lot of people have said this stuff is like, oh, you look like you're too old to play that role um, and everything. It, it doesn't really matter, you know, like these no. days. Like,
2: right. Exactly. And I think that's where I think that's where the acting also comes into play, too. Like these indie films are like, oh, we need the age, the age, the age. Mm -hmm. They're so worried about the age that they're not worried about the actual performance. You know, and you get a lot of these B movies where you watch them, you're going, why? Why they hire that real 16 year old girl that doesn't know what the hell she's doing? You know, she's not even reading the line. Well, she is reading the lines. On camera. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like she's not performing at all. Like, and it's very obvious, and that's where it goes, like, yeah. That, and that's where you want to get older, too. You're going to get the performance out of them. You know, mm-hmm. older people, obviously, we're like fine wine. You know, like we just get better yeah. with age. So, um, Absolutely. yeah.
0: Well, and yeah, I have a I prime know. example of that situation, too. And it was years ago. This was before I was with SAG. Um, so it was in in the new film. And I had um self tape auditioned for it and got the call back and it was uh just a Skype face to face after the, the callback and I don't even remember the premise of the character or whatever, but I just know that the character was supposed to be twenty three. I was twenty eight at the time and but I had um slowly fading, but I still had like a pretty wide Portrayable age range. And so I went ahead and submitted it. And obviously, it was believable enough to get the call back and then the face to face. And this guy was so adamant about actually having somebody that was 23 years old. He wanted to see proof of my birth date. He wanted to see my driver's license and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to show that to you. And I'll flat out tell you, yeah, I'm not 23. I'm 28. He's like, well, then why are you wasting my time? I said, well, Clearly you thought that I could play it from the audition. So why are you wasting my time by calling me back and telling me now that you won't cast me because I'm not actually 23? Like it didn't make sense. And it's just, it blows my mind because why it's just so many people out there in the indie film industry that just have this tunnel vision that they have to have that specific age. And it's ridiculous. It's like, hello, you're hiring an actor. That's what actors do. They play something they're not.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And, yeah, and I don't even think they're even aware how much Hollywood uh, sucks with that age. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not aware of it unless you, like, kind of, like me, you know, I was doing research. And I started researching all these people from films and how old they were in the films Mm -hmm. and the shows. You know, I think there was a show. I think it's Malcolm in the Middle or something. I don't know. The older sister in real life, she's 34, and she plays a 16-year-old mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. No, no, joke, uh, Hannah Miller Montana. Hannah um, Oh, yeah. Hannah Montana was another one.
1: Um, no, yeah, like that boy in Hannah Montana, the brother in Hannah Montana, was in his 30s, and he was playing like a 16-year-old, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but um, he looked like yeah. he was 16. Um he had yeah. some kind of uh i think he had some kind of um age like there was some kind of um deformity kind of thing or something where he was always gonna look young you know or whatever mm-hmm. and he actually but um yeah.
2: he well this girl uh, she didn't have a deformity for a girl for the show she just i mean they just you know when you but you know if you put something in front of people and you go, this girl is seven like watch this person, this is her role shit this is a 17 year old people will believe it until mm-hmm. they look that person up and because people are gullible and it's that's it, it Go exactly that i completely agree it's people in the independent world are not i just i feel like that's where a lot of us actors are being held back and not being able to mm-hmm. work because um they're they are set in that like i had I don't put my age when people ask, because they'll do. They'll ask, they'll put, um, please slate your name and your age and your character. Mm-hmm. Well, I never do. I never put my age, ever. I never put it. Mm. And you know what? If they don't want to call me back because of it, that's fine. I don't want to work with them then. You know, yeah. because that means they're a certain type of person. They're not open-minded. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting all, like, fired up by this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's great I feel it. Um, that's I here. um. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's. I guess let's go back to some more, some more stuff with Tina. Um,
2: yeah. Sure. Uh, let, we're done with that. We want to know about you before we leave tonight, and all your stuff and your endeavors.
1: So, what have you, what oh, have you been Jonathan. up to lately, Tina?
0: Um, well lately pretty much auditioning. I mean the, the last major thing that I worked on, um was behind the camera stuff actually. I did photo doubling for Brie Larson on Captain Marvel um for three months. Oh, nice. So it, it, and that's another that's another thing too. Like it's it's hard for an on camera actor to take work when you're off camera and behind the scenes, but on the other hand it's good, especially in being on such a big project like that, because you're around such a big professional crew. And, you know, I got to work with an Oscar winning actress every single day. So in a sense, it was a free education for me. Um, And so that was such a ride. Um, I worked on that. Um, Actually, it started in March and we went through July. So it was a nice run on that um and then I kind of had to get back to the family life because I was essentially gone for three months even though they shot here in LA for most of it and so now I'm just kind of getting back into the grind um between just submitting um I'm not fortunate enough to have a couple of auditions a day or whatever but I have a couple a week which is nice and I'm just you know keeping it going
1: (laughs) Hmm. that's That's great awesome uh You know, I never told you, I don't think, Tina, and I I don't know if I've shared this on this um, show or not, uh, but um, I feel like I can now because it's been a while and the movie's out and stuff. But there was a movie called Imperium um, that, uh, what's his name? Um, Daniel Radcliffe uh, is in. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was really excited because there was a call for extras uh, for, like, and there's, like, this like neo-Nazi rally or whatever at, um, you know, in Richmond or whatever for the, um, Mm -hmm. for the movie and stuff. And they were looking for people who were willing to shave their heads. And I was like, screw it. I'd shave my head and be a, you know, be an extra in or be a Radcliffe movie. So I sent in my resume and the, the casting director, um, sent me back an email or I don't know if it's, I think it was the casting director himself, but he sent me back a thing and, um, he was like, wow, your resume is – because he looked at my IMDb, and I think I might have sent actually my, in my resume, but he was like, you have a, you've done a lot of work. We don't really need you for an extra like that, but how would you like to be dinner a reckless stand-in? And I was like, mm-hmm. holy crap, like that would be awesome. I love that. And so I gave – you know, they said you're a little uh, – you're an inch shorter than him, but I think we can still make that work. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, awesome. I was, you know, right. I was really excited. And then I didn't hear back from him ever again. And I was really disappointed and I hit up my agent to find out what was going on. And, uh, I guess they found someone, which is probably his whoever he has as his stand in generally, you Mm -hmm. know, they probably stand his professional stand in out. Um, but, uh, the, the the thing I got really mad about was the fact that I never got an email back, you know, like at all. Like mm-hmm. and I sent emails asking you know, I said, you know, um uh is the uh, you know is this still happening? And then I sent another email asking is there you know, is extra roles still available, you know? And, you know, like I was willing to do that but, you know, they never hit me back up and I got kind of you know, kind of pissed, you know. Like I was like I I like I'm not one to turn down being an extra in a in a movie you know like mm-hmm. or anything, you know what I mean like uh, I'd be happy for that um, opportunity uh, it would have been nice to be the stand in but you know I mean that's right. not what I want to do you know generally so I know you said you were a photo double so it's almost kind mm-hmm. of like a stand in in a way yeah like, uh, yeah. A A photo stand-in, basically?
0: No, what a photo double does is say, I mean, I I was her stand-in as well, um, but what the photo double does is when they need insert shots of um, certain things that they don't necessarily need the actor or actress for, um, like close-ups on hands or feet or anything where the face isn't recognizable, they use a photo double who's essentially um, same shape and size, um to to act it out for them. Um so that they can focus on another scene or they could take the day off or or what have you. So it's essentially like a body double Okay. Okay,
1: well
2: yeah there are there's so many different like things with that, you know, yeah. the body double yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> mhm. Right. Well my my big thing is for actors, do you think like that is because if they can't get like a, a job as an actor uh, being a photo double or being a um, stand-in or something is uh, a good job for somebody who's a SAG member or do you think like how do you how do you feel about that uh, yourself Tina
0: it's, it that boils down to personal preference for me any day on set is is a blessing whether it be if I'm in front of the camera speaking lines, or if I'm essentially somebody's body double or stand in behind the camera measuring lights. Um, It doesn't hurt my ego to do other stuff like that because I'm still in the union. um, And because I'm on set. So I'm still gaining all the perks. Uh, The pay is still better than things that aren't non-union. I'm, building up my resume Um, I'm building up my network of people Um, it's a little deflating because yes everybody who's pursuing acting wants to actually be in front of the camera Um, but for me like I said every day on set is a blessing Um, now there are a lot of people that I know that are like no I would never do stand in I would never do background work Um, I'm an actor and that's all I want to be. I've heard people say that their agents and managers have told them never to be an extra on a movie set because that would diminish their chances of actually going back to that show and being a co-star role or something like that. Um, I personally don't believe any of that is true. Even if you do extra work, you are such a blur that nobody's even going to know you're there. Um, so it really depends um on like I said, your personal preference as to what whether or not you want to do it. And and for me I say bring it. If I'm on set it's a good day.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um I I, I wanna so- do I do wanna mention that, um the thing you just said about uh being on set, like like say you did a movie or a show like uh Big Bang Theory. And you had mm-hmm. a uh were you on you were on big bang theory right I, no, I wasn't oh you weren't I wasn't okay I thought for some reason see. I thought you were um Mm-mm. but okay, say you were on that show or whatever you walked by on the on the set of that um what you know do people really think that i mean and do what do you think about that is like if if somebody were to cast you um or why, like, thinking of you for, um like, say, um, Kaylee Cuoco's sister or something, you know, on the show. You know, like, they were casting for that, and they might be mm-hmm. – do you think they really would be like, um, oh, she was an extra? Or do you think they wouldn't even, like, notice that, like, remember that you were <laughs> that extra at that one point or whatever and not cast you in that? Like, because that's what I think. I think people – like, might think, like, oh, somebody would see that that person was extra on the set or something, but, like, most of the people wouldn't even, might not even remember that because it was so, like, it was a while ago or something, you know? Well, the
0: the, the people that are making the casting decisions are rarely ever on shooting day sets. Um, they're usually in the production office. Um, so they, I mean, yes, obviously, if they you know file through all of the background you know all of your central casting headshots or what have you you know um and happen to see you and then pull over and see oh well, this person submitted for this um the chances of them even noticing are very very rare. slim
1: yeah very very <laughs>
0: rare um, a lot of times, it's it's two different casting directors, even. They have one that casts the background, and they have one that casts the principals. Um,
2: yeah, exactly.
0: So, yeah it, yeah, it really does not matter at all. Um, and they're not going to shun you, like, oh, my gosh, this person's, you know, cute waitress number one. We can't even bring her in to, to cast her for this role. No. It's and I know um,
2: some casting directors are still really old school, and they won't accept anything unless it's mailed. They get, like, a mm-hmm. video mailed to them. And this is this is from me, like, living in New York City. Like, some casting directors, they're, like, don't even want to hear from people, from managers or whatever, unless they get, like, it sent in the mail. Like So it's, mm-hmm. like, very kind of, like, hush-hush, because hush, they don't want... You know, they don't want their email being flooded. They don't want their phone being flooded. So they make it mm-hmm. hard because they think people are lazy and they're not going to mail stuff in, which people are. They're lazy and they're going to mm-hmm. find the person that has the email and has the phone number versus the mail. And I was, I, I thought to myself recently, I, I'm like, I should just say fuck it and start mailing out everywhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, with with a letter, you know, I'm desperate. <laughs> I I actually,
0: before I I moved, the year before I moved to LA, I went out to New York City and I was there for a week. And I literally had my headshots, my resumes, and I wasn't mailing them. I was actually being that annoying person that walked around to every single damn casting office in New York City (laughs) dropping off my headshots. (laughs) probably ended up in the trash can. But you know what? I felt good about doing it. Good, yeah. But it's that. It's that persistence that pays off. And if anything, it keeps your mind healthy about it because it keeps you knowing that I'm doing everything I possibly can to get myself out there. And if it falls in the landfill, it falls in the landfill. But at least I know that I'm making the effort.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Definitely. Go ahead, Laura.
2: Exactly. One more time. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's, it's one of the things. Yeah, you just gotta make the effort, and that goes to in hand to the beginning of the show when we were talking about, do you know, if SAG versus non union doing the work, mm-hmm. putting the work in, it, even just getting gigs like that, or like you know, having once you get your your team, your you know your agent, your manager, okay, mm-hmm. now it's okay. Do so I have the energy to do that? To do that work? To send out? To the casting directors and and to try to do one on ones and meet for one on ones and and get out there and show people like I've been doing this and I'm trained and this is what I do and I'm not here to be a celebrity I'm here to just get a good fucking role and do a good job you know mm-hmm. and and uh, once they once they see that you know then then they you know hopefully go past that and usually usually if they see something in you they will they'll try to help you out they then it's a full team, you know. Okay, you got casting mm-hmm. directors behind you with your manager and with your agent, and then boom, done. But you know, mm-hmm. um, it's hard. You've got to do that work and you've got to do that hustle. It's like sometimes that you kind of feel like a little, like, um, you know, like you just you know, on like a hooker on the street, kind of passing out your your cigarettes to people for jobs. But it's instead, for us, it's our resume. You know, mm-hmm. I just, just let me go on the street and hand, here's my photo <laughs> yep. here's what I do <laughs> you know, I, I used to go on the subway and this is when I was a theater performer I was a ballet dancer in New York City I would go when I had a show um, I would you know we would make little flyers and I would go I would print out like 500 of them and the thing to do is to get on the subway and just throw them everywhere on the subway so no matter where everyone sits down they got to pick it up to sit down on the seat, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm forced now to pick it up. I'm forced now to touch it and pick it up, and now I'm looking at it. And so that's a thing on the subway is you just kind of put a flyer on every seat and on the ground and stuck on the window. So, you know, no matter where they look, they're forced to read it. (laughs) <laughs> mhm. You know, so you know, and it's a thing to do maybe in LA. You still got the train service. You know, you got to try to do as much as you can. I know gigs from just doing the craziest things.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I had this
2: idea. I was like, ever since that billboard movie came out. I like I had this idea. I was like, what if I bought out a billboard in LA, like off the 405? It would be really fucking expensive, but it might be worth it. And, and it would just be really funny as a gag. Like to put my headshot. <laughs> put there my was head, actually. Like some,
0: go ahead. Oh, there there was actually a guy. Um, gosh, this is months ago, but there was a guy that bought out a bunch of like the bus station benches because you know they they put advertising and stuff on those as well. And yeah. he actually put his headshot and his phone number. And all of, not his resume, but just all of his contact info on these bus stop benches. I don't even know how many he did, but there was at least three or four in the news story that I was watching about it. And he did get some work from it. And I'm thinking, damn, one, I wish I had that kind of money to do it, because that could not have been cheap. (laughs) And two, good for you for thinking outside of the box.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And it does come hand in hand. And some of the people that I know that have made it pretty far, did come from a well-endowed family where they didn't have to work and audition. Mm-hmm. They just auditioned, you know, or, you know, they just worked with their agent and auditioned every day. And and um and, and that's one of the things, like, for me, and I know for you, and I know for Jonathan, that's not how it is for us. And mm-hmm. it, it will, the process will be a little bit longer, but, you know, at least, you know, when when the fight breaks through, it's more meaningful because we did be yeah, on our own. We didn't have is, Have others. you
1: guys Have you guys watched Disaster Artist yet? No, yeah. I haven't. I
2: don't really want to. Is it bad?
1: No, it's great. It's wonderful. I love it. Oh, it's one of my it favorite uh, you like, know, it, one it, of my it, favorite movies. It's a
0: it's
2: perfect example of that. Hmm? I just don't want to support James Franco right now. Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> just
0: it's a perfect example of just Really believing in what you have and making it happen, no matter what. um Yeah, it, it is. You know, it's 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 a stupid movie, it, but it's it is a feel good movie though too, because it's like, wow, this guy actually did it, no matter how many times people are like this sucks. You know, whatever he actually did it, and you know, kudos to him for doing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he did the same thing that you guys were talking about. He yeah. actually put a billboard up of himself for years. Years. I don't know how mm-hmm. much it cost him. He so had this huge billboard up in LA that um, said you know, that had the room uh, like stuff on it. So people like celebrities were looking at that going, you know, A, it had his face. You know, Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. he's not the attractive guy. Like, no. You know, James, right. James Frank even made himself look worse just to make that, you know, make him look that bad. But mm-hmm. um he's like uh this uh you know he's this weird looking dude who's on the picture of a movie called The Room, you know nothing about it from the picture or whatever, and then it has like his uh phone number. You know, it has phone number so people can call and find out about uh and actually if you call that number, that same number, you can actually you'll get um, you know, James Franco's uh voicemail, like you'll go to voicemail and it'll be James Franco's voice uh doing uh Tommy, uh the character mm. or the actor and everything. It's really oh, funny. Really? Um sometimes they actually answer. And James might actually answer. Um mm-hmm. depending on if he's busy or, or if he you know what I mean? Um yeah. but yeah, I know right now is not the best time for for whatever. I know James is, you know, all the stuff, all the personal stuff. But um I I still Uh, personally love that movie Uh, even before James Franco broke everyone's heart um, I love that movie it's like seriously a great love story to the um, you know an independent filmmaker who went and did it himself you know Mm -hmm. um, put himself onto the line and then made the worst movie of all time uh, or one of the worst movies of all time because there's a lot of them um, out there but he made this horrible movie, but thought every, thought he was making, like, the next Citizen game, you know? He thought he was mm-hmm. going to make this wonderful movie, and it's just so bad, like, on every aspect. He just did not know what he was doing. Um, mm-hmm. Which goes to show that if you have all that money to make a movie, you need to surround yourself with people who are uh, going to uh, help you make a good movie, which means that you need mm-hmm. to make sure you listen to them when they tell you that's a bad idea don't do that uh, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> and that's what he didn't do he didn't he thought mm-hmm. he knew what he was doing Um. He, unfortunately you see a lot of uh, you know quote unquote indeed filmmakers out there who uh, won't listen to other people Um. so I've made it my my vow in life that no matter what I li- I'll listen to notes you know and I don't necessarily yeah. have to agree with every single one of them, but I will listen to them. And if mm-hmm. um, if it's a good note, I will take it. You know, if it's something that I think will really help. Um, the yeah. last thing I'll share about that is like, I actually had a person um, go off on my script that I wrote, right? And stuff, and like, you know, he wrote this huge uh, email about everything. And then I was like, awesome, because I like all the stuff he said was stuff that needed to get fixed. You know, it wasn't like he was just tearing it apart. You know, he was, Mm -hmm. you know, he actually had some really good notes and it helped me turn that script into a better script. So, um, I I feel like... Exactly. I feel like a lot of people, especially actors, need, need stuff like that. They need You know, we as actors, we need um, to be kind of helped at some point, you know, directed, you know, to the Mm point. And you can't be, like, closed-minded about it. You can't say, no, I'm not going to listen to that person. They don't know what they're talking about. This is my character. Um, Because, you know, it's a a collaboration. Mm -hmm. Anyway. That's my rant.
2: (laughs) Uh, You know, but it's so true, you know. It's like being... As if you're not open-minded, then you, it just in anybody, any job, any aspect, as a person, as a human being, you won't grow if you can't sit mm-hmm. there and take criticism or listen to somebody else's advice. And 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 one, there, here's the thing, because there's another thing. It, open-mindedness isn't sitting there saying, "Yeah, I'm listening to you," but still blocking them out and doing what you want. Um, being open-minded is saying. I I will put into consideration what you're saying, and yes, I will put I will put that into you know whatever I'm doing, whether you know okay I'll try that and see if it works for me, or I'll you know for you as a writer, Jonathan, it's like okay maybe I'll put that I'll write it down and and see how it looks on paper, and it's one of the things, that, and it, I feel like people it's such a loose term with people like oh be open minded, but you're, or being open um, is, you know, okay, I'll just sit there and listen to you, but you can easily block. I've had so many people just like listen to other people, yet you could totally tell they're still blocking them out. And this is a lot of teenagers do that. You know, okay, I'm listening mm-hmm. to you, but you're blocked out. I'm still, so, I don't care what you say. I'm still going to do what you want. And in, that ter- in turn, you're not growing. You need to really be like, okay, you know it's like the scientist, you know in the sense where we have to experiment, okay, even though I may think I like this because I feel I'll be more comfortable with this, we sometimes have to do the other the other end to understand, okay, yes, I'm gonna go with this one or put both of them together, or maybe the uncomfortable one is the right way to go and and then go from there um, mm-hmm. so I feel like I feel like more artists need to do that like kind of. Be like, not be afraid to go. I'm gonna try that and see if it works. Yeah. And say, and thank you. And don't take it personally. Just be like, thank you. I'm gonna try that. You know, cause at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know, I want criticism because it shows that people care about me. If people aren't mm-hmm. criticizing me, then maybe, then maybe they, I shouldn't be with them. Cause I want people around me that help me grow. I'd rather have people yep. be like, God damn it, Laura, you could do better than that. To me, Mm -hmm. that's actually a compliment to be told that I could do better, you know. (laughs) I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. you actually think I could do better. That's a good thing, you know. (laughs) Totally. I 100% agree. Yeah. Well, um, what time is it, John? How long do we have? Yeah,
1: it's four minutes till the end of the show, so.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Well, on that note, how about um, you... Tell everybody where they can reach you, find you and if there's anything out right now that they can see you um, performing on, on TV or whatever and and kind of shout out where they can find it and search it and all that stuff so um, yeah just give all your contact information they're no, just kidding but you put all your social media <laughs> and uh, where they can find you and see your work and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, okay, absolutely. Well, I am on IMDb under Tina Grimm. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under Tina Grimm. Um, And then the the latest thing that you can find me in is, Jonathan and I were talking about it earlier at the top of the show, um, is Joe's War. Um, It's a film about PTSD um, starring myself, Michael Markowitz, Ed Asner, Armand Asante, and you can find that on Amazon to rent or buy. And so, definitely check that out. And there'll be Please. more stuff coming soon, but you know, we'll have to see.
2: Yay!
0: <laughs>
1: so <yeah>. I'm so <laughs> excited! Well,
2: I'm so excited to finally talk to you. And thank you so much for opening up about SAG and all this stuff. I'm sure you you definitely probably helped me and Jonathan out a lot. And me and Jonathan will probably chat this weekend about all that stuff that we've learned and and more so. And um, so, I want to say. Thank you so much for being open and real, and I respect you immensely for that. And I'm really excited to hopefully maybe meet you in the next couple of weeks while I'm filming here in the area. And uh, and I hope you have a fantastic evening and a good weekend with your with your uh, daughter. You said you have a daughter, right? I do. Yes. Okay. Well, um, I send both of you best. Uh, you know all my good vibes for the weekend and I hope you have a really fun time together.
1: <laughs> we thank you. We sent you all the best too in the world. Um, you know, especially, especially on your, yeah, on your uh, set. Um, so enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hopefully, um, uh, hopefully things will be just as good this, you know, like it was today on, um, next week. Um, who we don't have a uh, we don't have anybody set yet um, for next week, but we will. But it's the uh, week
2: after we'll, we do, right? Is it the week after? No, I thought we I had it don't think so. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm going to. Do not No. Know.
1: <laughs> I now now I'm like a little worried that I that I set for Maybe. somebody.
2: I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. I
1: don't think so. I've asked we'll around, but I haven't got yeah. anybody. We'll yeah, I don't think, yeah, okay. we'll figure it out it's It's always a last minute <laughs> thing for all of us, so you yeah. know Tino was the last minute uh, <laughs> Tino was <laughs> the last minute uh thing you know, where I asked her, you know, it was like I think it was a couple days ago, you know, right like it was mm-hmm. Monday, I think I asked you or something yeah well, thank and, you. Uh, yeah well we probably we yeah.
2: we run thank our show so is that everything is everything's last minute because why we're all working.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah
2: we're yep. all doing, we're uh, all doing 15 million things to make this happen <laughs> yes
1: and I, I literally had no idea if tina was going to be able to make it because you know she's been busy with, with everything so i was just like yes all right so that's awesome let's do
2: it. you know yeah let's do um, a good show um it, was and it has awesome it's been a great show thank you so much tina. Been, yeah oh, you're i'm very thank welcome. you for that was so. It was so easy to chat with you. It's like it's been an hour and a half, and it, Yeah. Good. Likewise. Well, th- <laughs> thank you guys for
0: having me. It was great talking thank to you, you both.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. You too. Yeah, you're you're welcome. welcome. We'll definitely have you back on at some point. Um, yeah. yeah absolutely. You know, especially if you have something else you want to promote and talk about, come back on. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sure thing. And if you time guys have any other questions, too, hit me up. For sure. Oh, thank definitely. You so much.
1: You're welcome. All right. Well, you all have a wonderful night. And everybody listening, have a wonderful night. And we will uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?